0: I mean, that's, that's how people will say that they're bored. They'll, they're so bored they could watch grass grow, and they, they'd be, it'd be more entertaining. So it's not necessarily an exciting message, but it is foundational, and uh, it will bless your life. Amen. If you get this revelation the, the, that you need to be planted. Um, before we get into where you're supposed to be planted, I just wanted to let everybody know that regardless of what you think, you know, you think I'm a free spirit, I'm out here doing my own thing, I'm, I'm free, I'm, you're planted somewhere. That's right. In your life, in your heart, in your mind, you got your roots in something. That's right. In your life. Yeah. I I worked with you know, I've I've worked secular jobs in the past, thankfully I'm here working at the church now, but I've worked secular jobs and I've had friends and and they would be they would base their entire life off of a certain thing, whether it be movies or video games Mm -hmm. or comics, uh, sports, that's a big one. Their entire existence was based around that. I had friends that would, when there was a new movie coming out, you know, we worked at the movie theater. We could get free movie tickets, but that wasn't good enough. When the movie came out, they would drive to Nashville two hours to do the IMAX. That was the way they wanted to experience the movie. Amen. And when the new video game, you know, whatever video game came out, they wouldn't get just the standard $60 thing. They'd get the $120, $150 deluxe collector's edition thing with the statue and the little, you know, whatever the bonus stuff, and I remember we would have, it was just wild, we would have arguments for, uh, for a good while about, because I used to be in the, uh, not as much, but I would just kind of play into it. But we would just argue about comic book characters and who would win in a fight. <laughs> Talking about, talk about a waste of time, but we would just sit there and argue, and I like to rile up some people because they'd be really intense about it. So, you know, because Batman, that's the thing, Batman, he could beat anybody. That's, that was the theory. With enough planning, and we may have some people in here that rise up, you know, if I say he can't. But with enough planning, apparently Batman, he could be anybody. So I'll just tell him, yeah, but he's just a human, though. Superman could just, like, swat him like that, and he's gone. No, no, wait, no, no. He'd have a kryptonite necklace on. All right, he would he'd, always be something. So we would just spend all this time, and that's all we would talk about was movies, video games, comic books. So they were in that. They were planted in that, and that is what was feeding and sustaining their lives was that they didn't have a family really life Uh, they didn't have a church life that I could tell that was their whole life amen and so like like I said no matter what you're in and you could probably think of some things you're being fed your roots are in something taken in from something in your life amen and in Proverbs uh, chapter 14 there's just a couple verses in Proverbs 14 that back that up Uh, in verse number 12 oh I'm No, I'm in... Yeah, Proverbs. Did I say Psalms? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Proverbs. I don't know what I'm thinking. (laughs) Proverbs 14. It all... You know, it's a P. It's all... this. Yeah. It's similar. (laughs) Proverbs 14, verse number 12. And it says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Amen. So there's a way that you think, hey, this is good. I like this. This is my thing. This is what I'm going to be about. I'm a horse girl. I'm a, you know, people base their whole existence on this stuff, on just certain things. Amen. And that's just an example. But, uh, but yeah, uh, you're getting fed by something. And then number 14, uh, verse number 14, it says the backslider uh, in, in heart shall be filled with his own ways and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. Amen. So you're going to be filled with your own ways, amen, if you're not being filled with something good. Right. Amen. So what you're planted in, no matter where you're at, what you're planted in is going to affect you. Amen. Just like any plant, the soil the Brother Scott was uh, ministering the other day for the offering, mm-hmm. that, you know, that bottom ground, it's got that nice rich soil. Mm-hmm. There's some good stuff in there, amen, all that minerals and everything, that helps it to grow. So what you're in is going to either help you or it's going to hurt you. Amen. Just like a natural plant. What are you letting in? What are your roots tapping into? What are you pulling into you? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And that's all determined by where you're planted. Mm-hmm. Right. Amen. Amen. It's just something to think about. Another thing is who you're planted with. Yeah. Amen. Who you got around you. You rarely see a plant all by itself. Yeah. You might see a lone tree out in a field somewhere or a, a cactus out in the desert. But the majority of the time you see a plant, it's going to be with other plants. Yeah it's going to be affected by the other plants around you. And they've actually done studies that show that certain plants, if their roots get down and they start connecting with each other and intermingling, that they can actually share resources across, across entire fields, across entire ecosystems. They can, you know, if somewhere's dry down here, they can send water down there. Because they know in the future, you know, well, as much as they can, their plants, instinctually that, you know, if I'm dry sometime, then they can help me out in the future. Mm-hmm. Amen? So they're helping each other out. amen. So who you're growing with, who you're planted with, is going to affect you. So you just think about it and just look at your own life, uh, family and friends. And like, like I was saying with my old friends, I had to get away from that because it just wasn't feeding. Nothing wrong with video games and movies and comic books, but when that's the driving force of your life, you know you need to, you need to get above that. You need to get beyond that. Um, and those friendships, they would start dragging me into that, and I noticed that. Mm-hmm. It's just like the word says: bad company will corrupt good morals, good manners. Yep. It'll bring you down. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Even if you think you're bringing them up, <laughs> and you can, and you know, if you if, if you have a leading, stick with it, help them out. I've invited my friends to church, uh, but eventually, if if they're not towing the line, you know, you gotta you gotta let them go. Yeah. Amen. And and with family, that's way easier said than done. I know. Yeah. I know. I know it. But, um, yeah, I, I, like, uh, I like what Pastor Nancy said. You know, I, I owe you love as family, but I don't necessarily owe you fellowship. Yeah. That's good. I don't owe you time. So you can love your family. You can be there for them when they need it. But you don't owe them being around them all the time. You don't owe them a phone call every day necessarily. Right. Amen. 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 But thank God. God has. There's plenty of wrong places to be planted, but God has a place. That he has ordained for us to be planted. Amen. A good place. So go to Ephesians uh, chapter number four. Ephesians four. Amen. I'm not trying to keep you unduly this morning. So we might beat the Baptist. I don't know. To the buffet. We'll see. We will see. Okay, Ephesians chapter four uh, in verse number 11. Uh, And he, Jesus, gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So your shepherd is a gift from Jesus to you, amen. And uh, if you're not familiar with the terminology, shepherd is a a pastor, we're talking about our pastor, your man of God, the man that you look to that, or a woman that you look to that will help you to grow up in some things. Uh, that's further ahead of you, yeah. that can teach you some things, yeah. amen. amen, if you listen. Yeah. Amen. They'll do what they can if you listen, amen. Yeah. They'll challenge you. They feed you, yeah. amen. They develop you, and that may mean cutting off a couple of of pruning a couple things, yeah. knocking some rough edges off. Yeah. Doesn't feel too good for the rock or the plant that's getting pruned yeah. when you do that, but uh, they're a gift from God, yeah. Yeah. amen. So I just wanted to establish that, that God has given that as a gift to us. And it says, for the perfecting of the saints, that's us, for the maturing of the saints, that we can do the work of the ministry. So if you want to do the work of the ministry, if you want to carry out God's will for your life, you need to be equipped. You need to be uh, matured. You need to be perfected. And God has developed. He's he's made a system to allow you to be developed for that. Amen. 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 To carry out that call on your life. And for the edifying of the body of Christ to build up the body. Amen. Amen. Go to Mark uh, chapter 12. So your pastor's a gift. Amen. Amen. He is a gift. And our pastor is a, a tremendous gift. Amen. 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 Mark 12. Uh, in verse. We're just going to start in verse number 1. And uh, we'll go through 11. So uh, like I said, God has a place for us to be planted. And I, uh, I just came across this and I thought this was... Uh, uh, this just came up in me when I was doing my study that uh, that this uh, spoke to me. So it says uh, in verse uh, number one, and he began to speak unto them by parables, and this is Jesus talking, a certain man placed a vineyard and set an hedge about it and digged a place for the wine vat and built a tower and led it out to husbandmen and went into a far country. And at the season he sent to the husbandmen a servant that he might receive from the husbandmen of the fruit of the vineyard. So the the owner of the vineyard, he made the vineyard, he put the vineyard together, he planted it. And then he turned it over to some people. And we're not, we don't have to read the whole thing, but eventually he sends his servant and these uh, keepers, the husbandmen, they run the servant off and he sends his another servant and they do the same thing. He sends his son and they kill his son. And so in verse number, uh, verse number 8, we'll pick up. And they took him and killed him and cast him out of the vineyard. And then Jesus said, what shall therefore the Lord of the vineyard do? What would you do, amen, if that was you in that situation? And I know that this is a type of Jesus you know, being presented to the Jews, them rejecting him, them killing him. Uh, but it also, I believe, applies to the church that we are the plants. We're the vineyard that's been planted. And God entrusted those workers, those husbandmen, to tend to that garden, to that vineyard. Amen. And in the, in the time of the past, they didn't do right. They, they killed Jesus. They messed it up. But then it says, uh, they took him and killed him and cast him out of the vineyard. What shall therefore the Lord of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the husbandman and will give the vineyard unto others. And so in this new covenant, in this new covenant I believe those others are the fivefold ministers, pastors. He has given that vineyard, his people, to them. For their oversight. And it says that in Acts 20, that they're responsible for the overseeing of the flock, yeah. of our souls. Yeah. Amen. Amen? Amen. So, uh, like I said, he will come and destroy the vine dressers and he will give it to others. Amen? In uh, Luke, uh, if you turn to Luke 13, Luke chapter 13, this is another one that spoke to me. Luke 13, and we're starting in verse number 18. This is another parable that I believe has a a symbolism to the church. Uh, Number 18, Jesus, uh, Jesus said, Unto what is the kingdom of God like, and whereunto shall I resemble it? It is like a grain of mustard seed which a man took and cast into his garden, and it grew and waxed a great tree, and the fowls of the air lodged in the branches of it. Now, in the past, I had heard that, and I just thought, okay, he threw it on the ground. He just threw the seed on the ground. But no, he threw it into his garden. He threw it into a place that was prepared. It wasn't just a grassy place on the ground he threw it into for it to flourish. Amen. He created a space, uh, tilled the soil, got it all ready, prepared it, and that's where he put that seed down. Amen. And I believe that's the local church. And God has created a place, he's prepared a place in the local church to plant our hearts, to plant our lives. Amen. Amen. To allow us to grow. And like I said, that tree, it it grew into the air and the birds were in the branches. Amen. Amen. So we grow and we're in that garden in this prepared place. We can grow and we can become a blessing. Amen. Amen. And God has prepared a local church for us. And in that local church, he's prepared a pastor for us. You know, you hear about pastor's testimony of where he's come from and the different things he's gone through and and how obedient he's been to get to the point he's at now. Uh, He's been tried. He's been proven. Not only in time before ministry time, but in the 20 years that he's been a pastor. He's been proven over that time to be faithful and to be a a worthy uh, keeper. Amen? Amen. And that's not, you know, it's not hero worship. It's not anything like that. It's just he has a role in our lives. That God ordained to feed us, to develop us, and we have to be cooperative with that. Amen. We have to be willing to be shepherded, to be tended, to be gardened. Amen. Amen. He's out here every week watering us, feeding us, and just cutting things off. Amen. Pulling up weeds when they come up. You got troublesome whatever that he sees out there, you got to pull it up. It takes work. Amen. And so just know that God has made this place for your protection. That's right. And not just, I'm not saying just this local church, you know, your local church. If this isn't your local church, find your local church. Because you're called to a local church. That's right. Amen. That's Amen. 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 And it's only after that you are planted in the right place, like that in verse uh, 19, that you can flourish. That you can grow up strong. Right. Amen. Pastor Amber, when we do our new members class, she'll always talk about uh, being properly connected, yeah. in the, you know, in the scope of a church, and uh, she'll give the example of she used to get little tomato plants from Lowe's, and she'd take them and uh, take them home and just sit them in the driveway, and be like, well, we'll get, I'll plant them at some point. And it'd be a day or two go by, and they'd look a little dry. And she's like, okay, well, I'll plant them. I'll just water them now, and I'll just plant them later. And it would just go on like that for a little while, she (laughs) said. And so you could keep them alive in that. Like, they're living, but you're not going to get a tomato on there like that. Amen. It's going to get root-bound on there. It's not going to be able to do what it it can do when it's planted in the right place. Amen. Amen. And uh, we have a raised bed at our house that uh, we just did last year. And it did pretty good. But... um, and I still think I'm right on this, but we'll see. It did good though, I will say. But we had a, we had a raised bed we made and, and uh, Sarah wanted to put it up near the house and I thought it would be too shady in that area. But, uh, but it ended up doing pretty good. But, but my ultimate point is that I was thinking, you know, we need to put it where the sun is, where the sun's gonna be. We can't just put it wherever we want it to be and say, grow, do what you can do. You know, it's not just, you can't just plant, what I'm saying is you can't just plant yourself anywhere and expect anything, amen, you got to find a place that's, hey, there's something going on here, this is good ground, amen, you can tell good ground amen. from not good ground, amen, and I was, uh, I don't know if you know, but I'm kind of, uh, whenever uh, I went to California, we went to the Redwood National Park in Northern California and Oregon, and uh, that, well, I've been to a lot of national parks because my family, we would travel a lot, go to a lot of different places. That was by far and away my favorite national park, those redwoods. I mean, those things were, they're gigantic. The tallest trees in the world, bigger than any tree you've ever seen probably, unless you've been there, bigger than any tree. And they can live for something like 2,000 years. So there were trees there that were alive when Jesus was walking the earth, or around that time. And they are massive. They're like 300, I think the tallest one was 380 feet which is, you know, you may not be able to quantify that. That's six, I think it's six stories taller than the Statue of Liberty. Wow. And it's, I mean, and you stand under those things and the base of them is, I mean, I can't do my arms wide enough. They're just massive. And, uh, but they're just an impressive species of tree. And they uh, are resistant to infestation from bugs. They're resistant to fire. They had these hollowed out portions at the bottom of them that they called goose pins. And they said they were, they were so big they could hollow out and the, that tree be completely hollowed out right there, but it still be alive. Wow. Even though the bottom's totally hollowed out. And they, can, they said they would take their people in the early 1900s or whatever would put their livestock in there. And that's why they call them goosebins. You could put your livestock in there and just kind of have a little ready made house for them yeah, right. to live in. So uh, they're a hardy tree, amen. So when I think of being planted and growing strong, that's what I think of. But it requires some things. They're not everywhere. They're not growing out in the backyard. Amen. There's a specific patch of land in Northern California and Oregon that grows these. And they're not anywhere else, at least that size. And so they're in a place that has everything they need. It's got the elevation. They have some kind of, with the weather there, they have some kind of fog that comes in every day that keeps... Uh, It either amplifies the sunlight or something. But it basically just allows things to grow huge. And so they have those those perfect circumstances right there in that area. And it's all about the location that they're planted in. allows them to do that. Amen. Amen. And so when you have the right location and those trees get planted. And it just sits there for 2,000 years growing and getting bigger and stronger. And now it is what it is today. You look at it you're like, wow, that is impressive. That is something. But it takes being sitting there in the same place for 2,000 years. <laughs> so I've heard it said, and we're not asking you to do that in this church. But uh, I've heard it said that God doesn't measure. If you read through the Bible, you know, you, we read it in a sentence, you know, 40 years is a page turn to us. But he's talking about 40 years, you know, 50 years, 30 years that people are tried and proven in the Bible, in the past. So it's not, I've heard it said, he does, God doesn't measure your faithfulness in days and weeks or even months, but it's years yeah. that he measures your faithfulness. Amen. So how many years you have under your belt? Amen. 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 So it's not, it may not be exciting. You know, you want to have something new. I know there's people that like having new things. They like novelty all the time. They get bored with what's going on every, in the everyday, but... God calls us to be planted and to just grow. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Just get yourself in one spot right. under the Word, getting fed, getting watered, and just grow. Amen. 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 And that requires being planted yes. in that one spot. Yes. Amen. 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 The secret to success, just be in the right place for a long time. Yeah. As long as you can. Until God tells you to go somewhere else. Right. Amen. Amen. So uh, I'm just thankful that God has prepared a place for us to flourish, yes. a place for us to grow. Amen. And that's our local church. Yes. And I just had some things at the end here that I just wanted to spitball and just kind of throw out there that just came up in me uh, at the end of uh, just ways to just to let yourself be tended and to be pruned and to let God work on you through your man of God. Amen. Amen. So uh, just a couple things here, and then we'll be, then we'll be heading out. Uh, God has some answers in your life that you're only going to get through your man of God. He's got impartations. He has things. uh, God honors the chain of command. That's not to say he can't talk to you without a pastor. That's not what I'm saying at all. But there's just certain things that he's going to give to the man that's training you, the man that's helping you to grow, that's going to be passed down. Amen. Amen. Just keep that in mind. Because this, if you get that in your heart, if you get that settled in you, it will make those temptations to pick up, to grab your marbles and, and walk off and, and leave and go home and never come back, it makes those seem so small, those little things. If you know my eternity is connected to this place and to my man of God, uh, just, just keep that in mind. Amen. God wants to help you. Through pastor, Amen. through your man of God, Amen. and what he speaks through him. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you ever feel discouraged, I know I have, I know what probably everybody has. If you ever feel discouraged, if you ever feel uh, used even, you know, to serve or do you know, like I'm just doing this every day. I've been, in the sanctuary, I've been in the nursery for the past four Wednesdays, past four Sundays, and I'm just tired of it, man. I just feel like they just, I'm just the default now. I just, they just go to me. Just know that even in times when you feel like that, and it's okay to say something. You can say something, get a break. Nothing wrong with a break. But just know in those times, the Word says that these things done in secret are rewarded openly. Amen. 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 God sees, and that's part of faithfulness. A big part is having enough faith that when you do something that nobody notices, that seems small to you, that god you have enough faith that God sees that and that He's going to reward that. Amen. That's part of faithfulness. So when you're cleaning a toilet, and you're all by yourself, and no one's here, no one sees you, no one tells you good job, God is telling you, you're doing a good job. Amen. 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 He sees you, He sees that faithfulness, and He's going to reward that. And that's going to be part of your eternal reward. Amen. 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 Those things you do in secret are going to be brought out. And a lot of people always, that, that scripture seems to go toward the negative, and that's true. But it doesn't say bad things says all things are going, to be com- are going to come out, and they're going to be rewarded. Amen. 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 And uh, just in another way, too, just know that if you ever feel that temptation to be offended, to feel like you're not being treated right or whatever, we all get it. If you want to get hurt and offended at church, you just got to stay long enough. It'll happen to you. Right. You'll get the temptation, and it's what you do when the temptation comes. That's, that's the measure of, of you know, what you got in you. But just know that pastor's being held to a high standard by God Almighty for the oversight of this flock. And he knows this. I mean, He's with fear and trembling, he'll tell you that. He knows. So I will just tell you, his heart, just from my experience with him, his heart to you is nothing but love, nothing but appreciation. Uh, I see the way he bends over backwards in certain situations to help people. Uh, To make arrangements for people. Time that he spends doing things. He loves you. Amen. Amen. And he's held, like I said, to a high standard by God. To take care of this flock. To make sure that we're tended correctly. And uh, it says in the word that if you, uh, I can't remember where it said it, but that if you lead the sheep astray, I believe it was, it'd be better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck and be thrown into the sea than for you to lead one of these astray. So just know it's a high uh, and lofty thing what pastor's doing, and he understands it. it's it's a big responsibility. So when you get those offenses coming up in you, those thoughts, just think about that that that's not his heart. Because if it was his heart, it's not going to end up well for him, and he knows that. So he's got a right heart, amen. He has made his heart right because of that. But uh, just uh, I'll just I'll just end it with just. Guard against the fence with everything you have. Amen. Amen. And uh, just one thing that I do anytime that thought comes, you just magnify the the good things. And don't forget, like Pastor was saying a couple weeks back, being thankful. Those who aren't thankful are quick to forget. Just don't forget. Amen. How he's poured into your life, how God's helped you through him. You know, when he ministers and something lands on you, cross... My first instinct is to just take it as, you know, not get offended by it, but just take it as, okay, even if it hits me in a certain way that I don't think it sounds maybe even 100% right, I just say, okay, if it's in the Word, I'm going to look into it. If it's in the Word, then I need to do it. I don't care if it hurts your feelings. It makes you want to, you know, if it's in the Word, you need to line up with the Word. Amen. Amen. But just guard against the fence at all costs. Because the fence is it's a trap. Um, and Satan would love to separate you from this place where you can flourish. Where God's called you. He would love to get in here and get you out on your own. Amen. And I'll just say this, too. That um, if there was a perfect church out there. As soon, like, like Pastor said, as soon as you got there, it wouldn't be perfect anymore, first of all. <laughs> But if there is a perfect church out there, there's no guarantee it's going to be two stoplights down. Would you be willing to commute 900 miles to to the perfect church every day, every Sunday? So we're working with what we have. We're all imperfect people. Amen. Amen. And we just got to work with each other and just be, like I said, people that aren't easily offended are just more fun to be around. You can joke with people that aren't easily offended. The culture today, ugh. It's just, I mean, you can't. Yeah, people get offended at the dumbest stuff. Yeah. There are times when I have to, I hear somebody got offended by something, and I have to study it to find the roots and all of why they would think it was offensive. Yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, okay, I guess if you do like, if you know, read a history book about this, uh, I guess I could see how that might be offensive. Yeah, just don't be like that. <laughs> Amen. But the bottom line, and and I'll just go ahead and I'll go ahead and close it. You go ahead and stand up if you will. The bottom line is, we have a good God, amen, and He has given us great pastors in this local church, in this great local church, amen, and uh, we should just be thankful for that, and we should honor that by coming and just be willing to be tended to, be willing to be pruned, be willing to have some things cut off of you, let things go, and to just be corrected, amen. 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 Well, uh, if you would, go ahead and join me in, uh, in prayer.